0: Taking a move that I make, I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave, the soul of a legend with the will to be paid. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> Finally, it is here, election. Election night. and the days. Yeah, I was after. Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with George Truly, Stephen A. Smith coming at you as I love to do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Although, obviously, there are special editions. Even though this is going to be on a Wednesday, it is still a special edition because this is my Super Bowl. Now, don't get me wrong. I still love the Super Bowl. National Football League is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And Super Bowl is a religion. I know pastors that have pushed back sermons for crying out loud, actually pushed up sermons to make sure they got church service out of the way so the Super Bowl wouldn't be interrupted. Super Bowl is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I love my sports. I love basketball. So guess what? I love the NBA playoffs. I love the regular season. I love everything about basketball, okay? But there's something that's in the mix there. As I told y'all earlier on, that resonates with me. And that is election night. And I know that you would sit up there listen. Let me be very, very clear. I'm going to talk some politics, but it ain't about politics. It's about life. And as a guy that has a sports background, ladies and gentlemen, you should appreciate that. You really, really should. Because you see, when you think about sports, That's what you should want in your politics. A clear and decisive winner. Devoid of controversy and friction. Sportsmanship at the end of competition. A champion is recognized. Sports is the closest thing to a meritocracy that exists in the United States of America, if not throughout the world. It's got clear rules and regulations. It's not open for debate. It unites all of us. Remember something. You can't score a touchdown in basketball. You can't dunk in football. You can't hit a home run in basketball. You can't shoot a jump shot in baseball. There's no set and match point. In basketball. It's not a hole-in-one in baseball. We use cliches and figurative speeches like knockout punches and everything, but damn it, it only really, really exists in boxing and the UFC slash MMA. And even in a pugilistic sport that was once labeled barbaric by late Senator John McCain, God rest his soul. I will remind you, Did you know you can't bite in MMA? Did you know you can't knee somebody in the groin? You know I'm talking about the private parts, right? Can't do that in MMA. You can't kick somebody in boxing. There's rules and regulations. Why you think it's so unifying? Because it's clear. It's direct. It's concise. It's to the point. And officials ain't there to appease anybody. Just the rule book. And those who made the rules. That's what we wish in our politics. Hadn't been that way recently. Over the last few years, we got a former president that keeps denying the results of the election. We've got millions of people who tagged along with that mode of thinking. Everybody keep talking about, hey, right, 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 so people, wrong, 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 wrong. What we're not talking about is, how is that good for America? Better question, how hazardous is that to America? We know there's corrupt people everywhere. People who could be a bit insidious. And conniving and all of those other things. That's what cancer culture is for. That's what jails are for. And prisons. That's what a lot of things are for. We have a system that addresses those things. But the bottom line is, by and large, if we're the greatest country in the world, which we clearly believe we are, because we lean on the freedoms that exist here, that doesn't exist anywhere else. In a nation governed by laws that we all follow constitutionally and beyond. Don't we have an inherent obligation as human beings to make sure we do all we can as American citizens to live up to that? Because I got news for y'all. Politicians have the power to mess it up for all of us. That's why I pay attention. That's why I stand in line and vote. That's why I preach about the American way of life. Not to celebrate what it is, but to celebrate what it's supposed to be. When we do that, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Because the fascinating point about tonight is that I don't hear any noise. About rigged elections and hanging chads and all of this other stuff. I'm just seeing winners and losers. And folks bowing out gracefully. I got news for you. Sports gives that to us all the time. Even when they screw up along the way. Don't you crave? Are politicians coming back to that? No one disputes who the Super Bowl champion is. It's the Los Angeles Rams. No one disputes who the NBA champions are. That's the Golden State Warriors. Nobody's disputing that the Houston Astros just won the damn World Series. Meritocracy, ladies and gentlemen. That's what makes America, America. America. Let me tell you something about podcasts. Damn it, this ain't a political podcast. Okay? I ain't about to get into the minutia of things with you. I just like to show you from time to time where our interests should lie. I can't stand when I'm sitting there and I'm talking about something on election night and everybody's like, politics, politics. To me, it's real life. You got to remember that over the last few weeks, actually, few days, Covering the world of sports for my day job, I'm inundated with stuff about Kyrie Irving. Prior to that, I'm inundated with stuff about Kanye West. Yay West, Kanye, whatever. The dude that called himself the richest black man in America, that swore he was a billionaire, that Forbes validated was worth about 7 billion. And because of mishap, misspeaking, or whatever you want to wanna call it. Suddenly, those billions are gone. Humlin's sitting there in New York City, and the back pages are draped with Kyrie Irving all over them. It's him. It's tweeting something about anti, with anti-Semitic with tropes. Ultimately, the Anti-Defamation League gets involved. And then the NBA gets involved. And, 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 and just a day or so ago, the brothers sit down with the commissioner. And people wondering whether his career in jeopardy. That's what's been on the minds of so many people. I'm focusing on the election. Because I'm thinking about Governor Hochul in danger of losing her seat to Lee Zeldin. And they say, what the hell is a Republican going to do in in, in a gubernatorial seat? Well, well, damn it, he ain't going to be the first if that happens. Governor George Pataki was in there for years. But that's politics stuff. See, that's politics because say election. So it's politics, right? Well, let me tell you what real life is. Real life is when cats are scared to take the subway. Real life is when a woman gets assaulted on video, beaten to a pulp, and a dude gets arrested and he's let out in the day. Real life is robbery and theft and crime permeating through the streets at such an alarming rate, people scared to go shopping. That's real life in New York City. If it wasn't for that stuff, if it wasn't for crime, Lee Zeldin would have stood a chance. Hoka would have cakewalked to re-election. But since the final numbers ain't in, And it ain't scheduled to be in for a little bit. Probably right around the time this podcast expires. The fact of the matter is, it's a race. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I'm looking at about 14 seats remaining in the House. Republicans picked up 44 seats. Democrats got 42. They came into the night. Needed 26 seats to take control of the House. The Senate, they only needed one seat. I'm talking about the Republicans. We don't know what the hell's going to happen. Change could be coming. But then again, change has already arrived. There's a black man that's a governor for the first time in the state of Maryland, y'all. His name would be Westmore. Former military man served in Afghanistan. Had an impeccable resume. And he knocked off an election denier. I have to admit, I'm happy about that. And it ain't just because he's black. Because I don't want election, election deniers in office. That's just me. We got a system and a system of laws. And when we have those laws in place and you have people who appear willing to shove it aside for their own volition, for their own deeds, for their own agendas, that's problematic for me. Republican, Democrat, Independent, I ain't getting into all of that. I will say this. We don't need election deniers in our government. That's haphazard. That's counterproductive to everything we're trying to accomplish as a nation. In terms of being a thriving nation with a flourishing economy, minimized crime, et cetera, et cetera. We don't need election deniers. Because we saw what happened during the insurrection when election deniers showed up on Capitol Hill. I'm only talking election deniers. I'm not talking Republicans. There's tens upon tens of millions of law-abiding citizens, God-fearing individuals, who happen to be Republican and Democrat and independent, who believe in America. I'm down with that. Period. But I got to tell you, It's fascinating watching what's transpiring because you learn a lot about this country and where we're at and where we're going. It looks like Brian Kemp's going to win the the gubernatorial seat. He's going to maintain his seat as the governor of Georgia. Stacey Abrams, second go round going at him. A matter of fact, CNN has just declared Brian Kemp to be the winner. Second time he's taking Stacey Abrams out. One of my producer extraordinaire's lives in Georgia. You know he swears he knows everything that's going on. You know, and I got I can't front the information he gave me was right on point. I gotta admit, it, I gotta admit that. You know, he said Stephen A. Stephen A. Stephen A. I gotta tell you, Stephen A. Brian Kemp. He was one of the first governors to open his state when the pandemic hit. When everything else was shut down, he said, hell with that, we we, 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 we going to open up. By the way, that ain't the only thing he did. They had a strong economy. Their economy was better than most. Oh, by the way, he believed in maintaining your Second Amendment gun rights now, right to bear arms. That matters to those folks down there in Georgia. Now, she may not say it. But at least it was interpreted that Stacey Abrams was about defunding the police. She also was a strong supporter of Keisha Lance Bottoms, the former mayor of Atlanta. Who was not the most popular person in the world? I don't know. I don't live down there. I'm just telling you what I was told. Okay. This stuff matters. This are Governor Abbott in Texas is expected to maintain his seat. I wonder why. Sounds like Georgia to me. And by the way, wait till I get in to Governor Ron DeSantis for Florida. See, we got to pay attention to what's going on. You know, in Massachusetts, Moira Healy, she was elected governor. They've got their first openly gay female governor. It's not a surprise. It's a blue state. They ain't trying to hear all of that stuff about, you know, the election was rigged and all of that stuff. They ain't trying to buy that. So we understand all of that. But let's be very, very clear. The country in its own way is divided as it is. This kind of division we can stomach. In Massachusetts, they don't mind whether you're gay, lesbian, or whatever They don't care. They go with it. In Maryland, they don't want no election deniers. Get your behind up out of here. In Georgia, damn it, my gun rights matter. That economy matters. Going to work matters. Not shutting down our schools matter. They ain't playing. And in the state of New York, let me tell y'all something. It's a tight race. Governor Hochul didn't anticipate it would be that tight. Once upon a time, and maybe it's not her fault. I'm not knowledgeable enough to point the finger at her. There's policies that's in place. I understand it's under her regime. You don't know what 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 state congressional figures, state senate figures had to do with it. But at the end of the day, when you got a man in Buffalo that gets arrested arrested for domestic violence and the laws that your administration have in place allows this man to get out, whether it's the same day or the next day, and goes home and kills his wife in front of his three children, that does not bode well for you. Particularly when you're on a debate stage against Lee Zeldin. And he's bringing up crime and you literally are quoted as saying, I don't see why this matters this much to you. You didn't think they were going to take that soundbite and run with it? That is what happened. And as a result of it happening, it's an indication of where parts of this country are thinking, what they are all about, what they stand for. And there is a divide. Gavin Newsom was reelected. In California tonight. Westmore wins the gubernatorial seat in Maryland. Healy wins it in Massachusetts. Hochul might lose it in New York. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. You know, the guy that said it's the the clean air of America that's going over and, and mixing with the dirty air that's from China. And that dirty air has infiltrated our clean air. And, 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 we got to get rid of it. That Herschel Walker, Ladies and gentlemen. At the very least, I think we can expect a runoff in the state of Georgia for that Senate seat. Because if you don't get 50 percent of the vote. Or if less than 2 percent of the vote goes to the libertarians. Oh, I'm sorry, more than a a, a percentage and a half to 2% goes to a libertarian. It's got to be a runoff in the state. Warnock was in that kind of race before. He's finding himself. It looks like he's going to find himself in that again. Senator Raphael Warnock, a Democrat, losing narrowly to Herschel Walker. Ladies and gentlemen, it gets interesting. I know y'all might sit up there and say, it's pretty damn sad. John Fetterman. Versus Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania. That race is too close to call. And obviously, God bless Fetterman. He had health issues, had a stroke months ago. Um, still hasn't fully recovered. You know, has trouble articulating himself from time to time, at least during the debate. That's what we saw. But they say his mind is sharp and he's more than capable of serving a role as senator for the next six years in the event that he wins that Senate seat that was vacated by the retiring Pat Toomey. In the end, what it comes down to is this. Win, lose, or draw, this is how it's supposed to be, ladies and gentlemen. We ain't heard anything about election deniers. Votes are rigged and all. I haven't heard any of that noise yet. And I'm hoping that continues. That means you went up against one another and the American people in their respective regions have spoken. Oh, it should be this way. It should be this way. Stop. When you're driving through New York City, ain't that a little bit different than driving through Waldorf, Maryland? Ain't that a little bit different than driving through Roanoke, Virginia? Or parts of Kentucky? or Georgia, or Alabama, or Mississippi. The fact of the matter is, folks think differently from state to state throughout this region. That truly is the American way. But I got news for you. That's as it pertains to midterm elections. Every now and then, you see something transpire during the midterm that gives you an indication of what's coming down the pipe two years from now when a presidential election is unfold and you've got a couple of candidates that are trying to galvanize a nation to elect them as the commander in chief of the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you right now, if you ain't heard of Ron DeSantis, you better ask somebody. I'll tell you why in a minute. You're listening to No Mercy with Stephen A. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Welcome back No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Election was last night again, this ain't about politics to me. This is about real life issues, to be quite honest with you. You know, if you look at how people have labeled our country in terms of dividing stuff along the lines, you know, people have classified progressives as the woke left. It's indoctrinations in our schools. These are the accusations that have been levied against folks kids being indoctrinated instead of educated, Uh, overreactions to the pandemic, mask wearing, businesses shut down, schools shut down, all of this other stuff, you know, transgender issues and all of this other stuff. This is what you hear people talking about when they talk about the woke left. Why am I bringing that up? Because on election night, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, Destroy Charlie Crist, fifty-nine percent to forty percent, according to the articles here written in Tampa. I'm looking on Politico right now. It says DeSantis defeated Chris by a nearly twenty percent margin, a stunning margin that was the that was the widest margin in a Florida gubernatorial race since Jeb Bush won by nearly thirteen points in two thousand and two. DeSantis also won a Democratic stronghold of Miami-Dade County. Miami-Dade County, y'all. Ron DeSantis won that. Another first for Republicans since Bush did it that same year. And he said, quote, now while our country flounders due to failed leadership in Washington, Florida is on the right track. You know what DeSantis also said? Florida has established itself as the place where, you know, the woke, the woke nation, the woke culture has come to die. That's what he said. When you consider. That this man raised over 200 million dollars. That he left anywhere from 70 to 90 million in his coffers that he didn't even spend. Think about what he can raise if he decides to run for the presidency. Think about that. Now, Trump's already at it. You remember him, right? Former President Donald Trump. You remember him. He's already at it. He already got a nickname. Already got a nickname for Ron DeSantis. Called them Ron DeSanctimonious. That's what he called them. And just a few days ago, actually, the day of the election, says on the day of the 2022 general election, Donald Trump sent the very clear 2024 message to Ron DeSantis. Stay out of the race or else. I'm reading this off of CNN. Here's the quote from Trump. I would tell you things about him that won't be very flattering. I know more about him than anybody, other than perhaps his wife. This is what Trump said, okay? I mean, this is, this is, this is Trump at his best. Quote, if I faced him, I'd beat him like I would beat everybody else. I think most people would drop out. I think he would drop out. That's what he said. Now, if you talk about people or if you talk to people about DeSantis, you know what they'll say? He's an adult version of Trump. Ain't going to engage in name calling. Ain't going to engage in petulance. Senator Marco Rubio, who also won his seat on election night, he's been reelected as a Republican senator out of Florida. Remember when Trump called them little Marco? That ain't DeSantis. Remember what he said about Jeb Bush, low energy? That ain't DeSantis. DeSantis is highly educated. He's already been a governor. He's got a strong base. Oh, by the way, most of his policies would mirror that of Trump and what Trump put in place. He's been after Joe Biden. He's been maligning the Biden administration. He's been maligning woke culture. He's been putting people on notice. He ain't backing down from a damn soul. I mean, the list goes on and on. And I got to admit to you, I don't know if I see a Democrat that would beat DeSantis in a general election for the presidency of the United States. Florida is a state with no state income taxes, in case you didn't know. More importantly, in case you didn't know that, that's something I care very, very much about. Living in New York and California, state taxes are very, very high. Federals hovering anywhere from thirty-seven to thirty-nine percent, depending on your income. Add into place an eleven to thirteen percent state income tax whether you talk about New York, New Jersey, or L.A. in the state of California, and then all of a sudden you juxtapose that to a state with no state income tax like the state of Florida might change your thinking a little bit. Remember, DeSantis was also one of the dudes he sent migrants on a private plane to Martha's Vineyard. Ladies and gentlemen, immigrants were coming over the Texas border. Somehow, someway, he got a hold of them and sent them to to Martha's Vineyard. Said, y'all want to open your mouth and talk about it's not a big deal? Illegal immigrants crossing our borders? Okay, take them. Take some of them. He sent about 50. Over 2 million people, nearly 2 million people rather, have crossed the border illegally, according to the statistics. These are the kind of issues that are pertinent. These are the kind of issues that are relevant. And the reason why it stands out to me, because in the world of sports, when I see people making news, and, and, and folks ready to cancel them, albeit some people deserved it. I ain't here to defend Kanye or Kyrie, I can tell you that much. But I got to tell you this. It's kind of annoying to me that issues involving an athlete or a hip-hop artist seems just as pertinent, just as relevant, just as potent as politicians. Kanye ain't increasing or lowering my taxes. Him and Kyrie ain't going to decide whether my Second Amendment rights are upheld or compromised to some degree. One could argue, hell, they've compromised our freedom of speech. Because they reminded us hell, freedom ain't, and your speech ain't always free. It'll cost you sometimes. They're not going to affect our policies on immigration. They're not going to reduce crime in the streets. These are things that are relevant. And so for me, even though I love my sports and I love talking about that and I love talking about hip-hop and everything, hell, I got Fat Joe coming on next week. I got Ice Cube coming on later this week. I got a whole bunch of stuff coming down the pike. But it don't mean I'm going to ignore real-life issues that are relevant and pertinent to all of us. It's not politics. It's life. It's not politics. It's life. Senate seat matters because you're talking about control of the Senate taking fold. Congressional seats in the House matter because that's who decides what money we spend and how much money we spend. And hell, what we spend it on. These things are relevant. It's not politics. It's life. Thanksgiving's coming up. How much money you got in your pocket? Notice the price of gas? Price of groceries? Price of heat in your home? You interested in going shopping? Christmas right around the corner. No matter what struggles we have, Black Friday roll around, you see people in the malls, don't you? You sure you're going to see that this year? You sure? It's relevant, damn it. It matters. That's why I talked about it, because guess what? On this podcast, I ain't trying to sell you on no damn politics. Go listen to a politician or somebody, or pundits talk about politics. I'm talking about life. It matters to me, because it matters to all of us. That's why I've always been fascinated with this time of year in our society, every two years, every four years. This is what I like, because it gives me an idea of how people are thinking in different parts of the country before we learn what the country is thinking collectively two years from now when a presidential election shows up. I love it because it allows me to discover where we are, how far we need to go. And in some cases, where we need to stay and where we need to get the hell out of. That's just me. Y'all can call it politics all y'all want to. I call it life. Last segment coming up to close out the show in a minute. You're listening to No Mercy, Stephen A. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh The clock's ticking like my lifeline. I, flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? We started this show, this, this edition of the podcast, No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith, not knowing whether the Democrats was gonna maintain control of the House, whether or not they were gonna relinquish control of the Senate. Uh, we saw gubernatorial races in Florida be decided. Um we're still wondering about the gubernatorial race in New York. We've got a black governor in the state of Maryland, first black governor in the state of Maryland. We've got the first openly gay female governor in Massachusetts. We got all of this stuff going on. And I'll tell you the beautiful, beautiful thing that, that that's happened with all of this. Some people was expecting such a dramatic shift one way or another. I don't think any party won by a landslide still gives you an indication that you just have a multitude of Americans with different values. And you know what it says? It says that while in some instances we have to maintain who we are and be true to ourselves, that compromise should never be far from around the corner. You see, one of the things that annoys me, and I'm going to tell you what pisses me off, the one thing that pisses me off. See, when you watch these elections, when people are talking about, well, you just need this amount of votes so you can have. Like, let's say, for example, there were 51 Republican senators to 49 uh, Democrats. Right. So all you got to do is vote amongst party lines and you have the majority. Right. You know what bothers me about that, ladies and gentlemen? Where's the work? What is the real work come in? Let's just think about this here. So I got about 12 people on my staff, right? Well, if seven of us are defiant that we're going to be this way and five of us are defiant that we're going to be that way, discussion ain't even necessary because compromise is not possible. It's going to be seven to five all around, no matter what. That's what's going on on Capitol Hill. The majority is going to march lockstep with one another. And your objective is to make sure you don't vote along the other side because of a two-party system. There's no work going on. And the suckers end up being us. The American people that are at the mercy of a two-party system who refuses to work with one another. That's what drives me crazy. See, as a black man, when I talk about politics, you notice I don't try to get into a party. You know why? Because the prism of history tells me who's right and who's wrong, depending on the issue. All I ever care about as a black man is making sure my community is represented, is represented like other communities are represented. See, white folks, you have to sell them. You can't just go to white folks and think that, you know what, you're just going to get their vote. What are you offering? What are you bringing to the table? And I will decide whether or not I vote for you. The Latino community, Puerto Rican, Dominican, Mexican, Cuban, etc. You got to sell them. You can't just expect and anticipate you got their vote, lock, stock and barrel. They will Vote your behind out of office quicker than you can say their name. Black folks have given the Democratic Party more than 90% of its vote since 1965. Now, I don't blame them most of the time. Because sometimes you see some of these policies that people are coming with. and Hell yeah, we got to vote differently. Got to vote Democrat. But there are times when a candidate could come along. And if they speak in the right language, if they telling it and they selling themselves to you and they're making a very, very compelling case, there have been times when I have imagined, okay, what if you voted differently than what the polls and the pollsters and everybody else expected you to do? All of a sudden they'd have to work for your vote too. That gamesmanship is what, makes America, America. I don't buy a car without test driving it. I don't buy a house without inspecting it. Or clothes. Or something else for that matter. Sell me on what you're offering. That's the American way. Not violence not a refusal to go to the polls, not apathy and indifference, not lawlessness, decency, and values that speak to all of us as one nation, what we aspire to be, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's supposed to be our goal. And I got to tell you, it was really, really nice tonight. Coming in to Wednesday morning. Looking at these polls, looking at these election numbers, looking at everything is transpiring. And I haven't heard anything about election deniers. I haven't heard anything about our systems corrupt. It doesn't work. It needs to be changed and all of this other stuff. Tonight, both on the left and the right, it looks like our system is doing what it's supposed to do. That makes me happy. Even if there are some candidates that lost that I wanted to win and other candidates who won that I wanted to lose. At the end of the day, as long as America is standing up on its system of government, we good. Now I can go back to watching some games and listening to my music and looking forward to my next podcast that's coming in just a couple of days. Until then, as always, I appreciate the love, appreciate the support, incredibly gratified and thankful for the blessings you've given me by giving me your time and your energy to listen to what I have to say and what I wanted to talk about. Nothing but love for y'all. There will be no me without y'all. And I thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for it. Remember, I don't care how much I do sports. As I always tell you, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. Peace and love, everybody. Until next time, I'm out. Guess who's got a memoir coming out, ladies and gentlemen? Yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. It's entitled Straight Shooter, and it's available right now for pre-order. I have signed these books, just so you know. So you can visit straightshooterbook.com to order your autographed copy today. In the book, I talk about my life before ESPN, growing up in Hollis, Queens, New York, how sports proved to be my salvation. I talk about some of the mistakes I've made in my life and my impact on the world of sports. The book is called Straight Shooter, and it's written to help motivate you to overcome setbacks that maybe prevent you from reaching your dreams. So go right now and order your autographed copy of my memoir, straight shooter Don't wait. It's entitled straight shooter. Check it out. Don't miss it.